Today, I'm going to talk about your purpose for God's glory. I'm going to read a scripture in Matthew chapter 13, verse 10 through 23. And it says, and this is an amplifier. It says, then the disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the crowds in parables? And Jesus replied to them, to you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it has not been granted. For whoever has spiritual wisdom because he is receptive to God's word, to him more will be given, and he will be richly and abundantly supplied. But whoever does not have spiritual wisdom because he has devalued God's word, even what he has will be taken away from him. This is the reason I speak to the crowds in parables, because while having the power of seeing, they do not see, and while having the power of hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand the grasp of spiritual things. In them, the prophecy of Isaiah is for being fulfilled, which says, you will hear and keep on hearing, but never understand. You will look and keep on looking, but never comprehend. For this nation's heart has grown hard, and with their tear, with their ears, I'm sorry, with their ears, they hardly hear, and they have tightly closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn to me, and I will heal them spiritually. But blessed spiritually aware in favor by God are your eyes because they see in your ears because they hear. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, many prophets and righteous men who were honorable in the right standing with God long to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Listen then to the meaning of the parable of the sword when anyone hears the word of the kingdom regarding salvation and does not understand and grasps it the evil one comes and snatches it away what was sown in his heart then i mean not then this is the one who seed was sown beside the road the one on whom seed was sown on a rocky ground this is the one who hears the word and at once welcomes it with joy yet he has no substance root in himself but it's only temporary and when pressure or persecution comes because of the word immediately he stumbles and falls away abandoning the one who is the source of salvation and the one who whom seed who whom seed was sown among thrones this is the one who hears the word, but the worries and distractions of the world and deceitfulness and the superficial pleasure and delight of riches choke the word and yields no fruit. And the one on whom seeds was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands and grabs it. He indeed bears fruit and yields some a hundred times as much and as was sown. And some 60 times as much as some 30. So then I go back into Mark. And my notes in my um, Bible study, I was reading the notes about the parables. Jesus often often taught in parables. A parable is simply a story from everyday life that reveals truth about the kingdom of God to those whose hearts are prepared to hear and conceals the truth for those whose hearts are unprepared. 
and then there went out a sower. Jesus uses this parable to tell how the gospel will be received in the world. The the three truths may be learned. One, conversion and fruitfulness depend upon how one responds to God's word. Two, there will be a mixed reaction to the gospel by the world. Some who hear will not understand. Others will believe unto salvation, but will later fall away. And still others will believe unto salvation, preserve, and bear fruit in varying degrees. Three, the enemies of God's word are Satan, worldly concerns, riches, and pleasures. And so, in Psalms, let me go back. In Psalms 57, 2, let me get to it. And we're still in the Amplifying. So I'm going to read Psalms 57 too. So remember, just because people call themselves a Christian, God knows who hears and who, who, who can hear and who believes in his word and know the truth. God knows all things. And he's saying that, yes, some have seeds, but it fell on the road. Some had seeds, but because they went through persecution and um, went through hard times and troubles and suffering because of God's word, they ran away. And then some had seeds, but they didn't have no root in God's word. So in Psalms 57 verse 2, it says, I will cry to God most high, who accomplishes all things on my behalf, for he completes my purpose in his plan. And God is the Alpha and Omega. He is stronger than any man or idols on this earth. And in heaven too. He chooses who he wants to choose for his elect. He, he, his disciples and leaderships, no human knows the heart like God does. His glory will shine throughout the earth and nobody can stop him. His purpose will be fulfilled. And then I'm going to read into 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 so remember I'm talking about his purpose God's purpose for us for his glory not our own purpose (laughs) not our own will but his purpose God's purpose for his glory and in chapter 2 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 it says but you are chosen race a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellence, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Royal? He's saying that we are royal through him, his children. We are consecrated like a nation. A holy priesthood. In the Old Testament, a priesthood was restricted to the qualified deceases of Aaron alone. Now through Jesus Christ, every born-again believer has been made a priest before God. The priesthood of all believers means the following. One, all believers have direct access to God through Christ. And if you need scriptures, you can go into John Chapter 14, verse 6. Number two, all believers are under obligations to live a holy life. And if you need scriptures, you can go into 1 Peter um, chapter 5, verse 9. 
no chapter five, just the whole chapter five. And then um, number three, all believers are, 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 I'm sorry, let me say it again. All believers are to offer up spiritual sacrifices to God, including being a living sacrifice of holy obedience to God and not conformity to the world. In Romans 12, verse one through two, B, offering our petitions in the sacrifices of praise to God. C, serving him with whole hearts and willing hands. D, performing good deeds. C, giving of our material possessions. F, presenting our bodies to God as an instrument of righteousness. Number four, all believers are intercede and pray for one another and for all people. Number five, all believers are declare the word and pray for its success. And so, I'm talking about purpose, God's purpose for your life. So, we're going to go into Jeremiah 29, 11. Because God has a purpose for his children, for his glory. It's not about what you want. It's when you, when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, you say you give up your will for his will. And you got to do it for his glory. And he knows what you need to be and who he's created you to be. And you don't have to think about, oh, how am I going to do this? Do I got to do this on my own? Oh, Lord, I can't do that. I know you called me to do that, but I can't do it. But God will give you the power to do that. God will help you do that. God will help you overcome. He will help you become who he has called you to become. Just believe what he says and accept the Lord Jesus Christ to it all. But don't leave him because without him, you can't be who he called you to be. And he can't transform you. He can't mold you. And he can't make you make you be the light if you don't hold on to him and seek him. And so anyways, let's go into Jeremiah 29 verse Chapter 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace, well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You hear that? He's saying, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for you to have peace, well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God has a better plan for his children. And the thoughts that we think is nothing compares to what God's thoughts has for us. It's more rich. It's more compassion. It's love. It's fulfilling. It's healing. His right. His his right when he's he's right when he says my thoughts are not your thoughts and my plans are not your plans. He's more higher than us. He knows what we can accomplish through him only. And it is for our good. It is for our good as believers. Um, Ellicott's commentary, she says, I don't know if it's she or he, but he commentary says, and, and, and an expected end may be one from which shrink and fear are disliked. The future tells them that there is their history as a people not yet over the hope that there is a better time in store for them to wait for that future instead of trusting in delusion assurance of immediate release was true wisdom of the um of the excels basically saying wait on the lord wait on the future that he has called you to be instead of getting delusion and getting so caught up in this world of distractions so let's go into proverbs 20 Verse 5. Remember, we're talking about his purpose, God's purpose for his glory through us. 
as his children, as believers. And it says, A plan, motive, wise counsel in the heart of a man is like water in a deep well, but a man of understanding draws it out. Geneva Commentary says, Counsel in the heart of a man or woman is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. It is hard to find out, for it is a deep water whose bottom cannot be found yet. The wise man will know a man either by his words or his manners. And then we're going to go into Romans 8.28. And in Romans 8.28, it's going to say, And we know with great confidence... That God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as planned for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I'm sorry, for those who are called according to his plan and purpose. This passage greatly encourages the children of God when we must endure suffering in this life. Number one, God will bring good out of all afflictions, trials, persecutions, suffering. The good that God work is conforming us to the images of Christ and ultimately bringing about our glorification. Number two, the promise is limited to those who love God and have submitted to him through their faith in Christ. Number three, the all things do not include our sins neglect neglections no one can excuse sin by maintaining god will work it out for good in galatians 6 8 verse 6 8 and it says and this is let's see verse 6 8 for the one who sows to his flesh his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impossible will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the spirit will from spirit reap eternal life. You hear that? So the one who sows to the flesh, carnal, the world, will reap destruction and death. But the one who sows in spirit will reap eternal life. Those who claim to be born again, spirit-filled followers of Christ, while at the same time consciously sowing to please in sinful nature, are guilty of mocking and despising God. Let there be no deception such person will reap corruption, death, not life everlasting. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even in even whom I have made in Isaiah 43, chapter 43, verse 7. Whether you recognize it or not, he is glorious just because that's who he is. There are two created things that do not recognize God's glory, Satan and his angels and mankind. People tend to believe that life is all about them. But God tells us that he created us for his glory, not for our own. We tend to ask, what is it in, what is it in, I'm sorry, what's in it for me? But that's God's question, not ours. God 
and glory is his own his own passion. He is seeking the highest glory for himself, and rightly so, because he is the greatest in every way. God's glory is the chief end of all things. You will truly have a heart for God when you are seeking his glory in all that you do and say. And that's about Tony Evans. And then I closed it up with this. And then that is how you you will find your purpose of who you are in Christ. And always remember it is for God's glory, not our own.